But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. Like, so let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just uh what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of rams brothers the pod and i'm your host dean and i'm joined by the other host of this show and my brother Nick and Nick, uh, Seahawks week. We're three and eight, but it's Seahawks week, and it's usually a good week to get back on track. I don't know about this one, but um, how are you doing? Well, after two winless Novembers, I'm happy to be in December. Uh, the theme song this week made me a little extra happy. I don't know why, maybe because I wasn't really watching it and I was just listening and putting the pictures with the voices and uh that one clip when we're at the Ravens game and they won and we're acting like we're like sideline reporters is uh just made me really stupid. And, you know, brothers can dream as they say. <laughs> uh and that was that game just reminds me of Odell Beckham Jr. because he caught the touchdown and went around the edge and scored, made it twenty to nineteen. And that seemed like it was the beginning of was that was probably the first game in December, the second game of December. So the the losing streak was finally over with. That's probably back to back winless Novembers. Now that we're on to December, it feels like we could actually win a game. Yeah. I don't know what is weird about November, what curse that month has on our team. Um, but that's funny that you said it reminds you of Odell because to me, it reminds me of, of Von Miller because I remember with like 13 seconds left, he makes like a giant, huge sack. Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Yeah. And does like a nice little like booty dance. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I have to I have to look up the date of that game. Rams Ravens. I want to say no, that was like late in December cuz that was after Christmas. So probably like December 20th. It's actually January 2nd. Damn it. So it was all we went all the way through December. So already first 2 minutes were a uh, huge X to start the episode. <laughs> uh, no, but I now we got the Seahawks coming up and it's not uh it's not the Seahawks of old, right? It's not the Legion of Boom. It's not Russell Wilson. But uh, there's a Geno Smith show going on in Seattle that's absolutely remarkable. We're going to get into some statistics on Geno and uh, how improbable it is for him to have this type of season. And Pete Carroll and John Schneider and everything that they're doing to build the team and then maybe some similarities that we see with the Rams' core and the old Seattle Seahawks core back in 2014 and 2015, the team that should have repeated and won the Super Bowl but lost due to a bad play call. So I think there's a lot of good stuff that we could talk about in this episode. And then obviously we'll get into Nick's picks and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pick some winners. Maybe I'll even have a lock of the week that, that'll go through. Who knows? I hope you do. Before, I strongly doubt it, though. Before we get started, Dean, why don't you try the, try the ad read today? Oh, man, a lot of pressure on me in this episode. Okay. Bet online basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, players, news, games, trends, and everything at bet online uh, as your continued source for all sports wagering information. Bet online features live betting, free contests, giveaways all season long. 
always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betaline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game begins. Believe promo code below if you're watching. I'm going to give you golf claps for that one because that was really well done. I think I actually uh, messed up, but nobody will know because I, I, I got through it. You know, you yeah. just push and you power through like the Rams are doing this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pushing and powering through in the worst way possible with a preseason team. But, you know, the schedule has uh, 17 games and you got to play every single one. You sure do. You still have players like Bobby Wagner and Jalen Ramsey on the field. So at least there's some parity between Bobby Wagner playing the Seahawks again. I watched the press conference with Pete Carroll yesterday. And the first thing that he said was, yeah, we really miss Bobby. Like we miss everything that he brought, everything that he brings to the table, all the 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 game planning, the stuff that he does at the line of scrimmage, right? The the way that he can handle a defense and call the defense specifically, all of his expertise, his ten plus years as a pro bowler, and it's impossible not to miss. But the Seahawks right now are on a little bit of a what do you want to call it, Nick? You want to call it a tizzy, a little bit yeah. of a of a free fall. They seem like they cemented a spot in the playoffs. A couple of weeks of ago, sudden, yeah. All of a sudden, these uh, kooky, crazy commanders um, have seemed to be the new darlings of the of the wild card spot. And yeah, tizzy, a tizzy is a good word, um, which is why I think we kind of caught them in a really nice spot. To be honest, we kind of did, yeah, yeah. A, a game where I wish that they had Aaron Donald, right? Just having a pass rush, having Ashawn Robinson. You know, having Justin Hollins, even though he's not on the team anymore, right? Having players that you feel like can bring you depth in terms of rushing the passer and getting to Geno and getting him off of his spot and getting that completion percentage down, right? I mean, he's been so good this year. It's been really weird to watch. Mm -hmm. Even in um, some of their more spectacular uh, losses, Geno has still played pretty remarkable. Like last week, I mean, they should be able to end that game and not let Vegas climb back in. Um, but, you know, lo and behold, Josh Jacobs runs for like a franchise record amount, um, <laughs> which is just evil. But, yeah, I mean, it's a team that this year I've kind of sneakily been rooting for because they're kind of fun. I want to see somebody knock off San Francisco, which probably isn't going to happen. Not going to be them. No. Um but now, you know, we're up against them and it's Seattle week and I want to beat the hell out of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So their, their most recent three weeks is pretty interesting. So they went to Munich in Germany, played Tampa, not London, but Munich. And it was the first game ever, I believe, in Germany. And they're going to continue to play games there. So it was cool to see a lot of pressure in that game, right? Tom Brady going up against him. Rashad White uh, runs for a career high as a rookie. Leonard Fournette, they combined for over 160 rushing yards. And then they had their bye week. Um, and then coming off of the bye week, they lost 40 to 34 in an overtime loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, who I believe, I personally believed prior to this past week that they were the worst team in the league. And, you know, Rams, Texans, they were all right there. Um, but they allowed a franchise record, Nick, as you alluded to, 283 rushing yards 
including Josh Jacobs' game-ending 86-yard touchdown, where he went seemingly went right up the middle. <laughs> it didn't seem like he had to do much. He just had to shoot a straight shot right up the middle. Um, all of Seattle's losses so far uh, this season, all five of them, they've allowed at least 150 rushing yards. So they don't have to worry, right? Rams can't run for 150 yards. Do they have that in their bag? I totally doubt it. I don't they've know. Allowed, Maybe. Um, Maybe they deal with Bryce Perkins. Maybe if he sneaks out, you know, yeah, that's 65 you, or 70 yards. Yeah, you read my it. mind. This is a good team to have Bryce Perkins as, as your starting uh, quarterback because there were a lot of really good design runs for him last week. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I think they're, you know, and we're at home. So I feel kind of good. We're a mess around. You're going to talk me into this win, mm-hmm. which hasn't happened. We've been doing this for how long? I, I, I've never talked you into a win. Like. No, I mean, just a, particularly you haven't carved out a, a, something that I could remember that has specifically convinced me. I'm sure you have at some point, but I mean, like, I, that's kind of our thing is I oh, try no. to, I I try to convince you that they're capable of winning the game throughout the episode. I remember one. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, 2020 season, Rams going into Tampa. I okay. was... I was all over them, and you were like, this is a game that we lose because we were not looking too hot going into that game. I'm trying to remember that game. So that was the the, the Gina – or not the Gina's, but the That James was the Brady Wolfshake Goff's hand game. That's what I was thinking. I was going to say the Jamison Goff game was a year before. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next yeah, year – That was 2019, and then 20 – yeah. 2020 was the game where Goff wouldn't – Brady wouldn't shake Goff's hand. Yeah, I remember. Well, Sean McVay had an expert – game plan in that game i remember and i think the defense played well but brady still threw for like 400 yards or something like that yeah, but that feels like i'm going good. all the way back but i know i do kind of remember you convinced me yeah i I'll was there yeah. i was there <laughs> i'll give feels like 10 years ago but yeah I, I, I don't know why but like the gap between the 2019 and 2020 season felt i probably because of the pandemic the pandemic but. And yeah. it felt like seven years have passed in between those two. Yeah, it did. Well, it, I mean, because like, there was like new eras. Well, the stadium opens up and there's so much anticipation with the uniforms and the logo and then yeah. Stafford coming in the year after. So that 2021 season last year was really the first taste that fans got to the stadium. So those that 2019 year was kind of a transition year last year in the Coliseum. Remember the last game? I think it was the game they played against the, the, the Ravens where they lost 46 to nine. And it was the game where they could have potentially won and gotten into the playoffs. Remember, they wore the mustard jerseys. Yeah. And they got their ass kicked. And that was, I believe, the last game in the Coliseum because they were yeah. giving away towels and everything. And I, I think somebody sent us one. I think it was our, our great pal, Eric, of the pod, who Eric. sent us a towel. Yeah, I have it somewhere. I definitely have it somewhere. But um, this this Seattle team, I, I think this year is really interesting. Right? I mean, the... The whole NFC, so they're six and five on the year. Um, they just lost ownership to first place in the NFC West, which Nick, we just talked about. But oh, that's just over the last two weeks, right? When you give up 40 points at home after a bye week, I think that's pretty sobering. And Jordan Brooks from, from Seattle was just talking about how their mentality and how they were supposed to win this game against the Raiders, which is the kind of mentality that you have going into a game against the Rams who are completely depleted. And then in the final seconds, you can get your ass kicked or the game flipped on your head. So how about this, Nick? Fun stat. The NFC West, outside of the 49ers, are 0-9 in their last nine games, inclusive oh of Arizona, Seattle, and then us losing five in a row. That's just 
goes to show the turnaround in this league and why it's so amazing because mm-hmm. that was the division you didn't want to face. As long as we don't see the NFC West, every single one of those teams is a contender. And now, just like the Niners, I mean, I think they're really beatable. They have a great defense, but, you know, you can scheme up against them. Mm-hmm. We almost beat them this year twice. So, I don't know. It's just – it's remarkable how think, how how it can change so fast. Well, look at the NFC East as an example, right? They've taken yeah. over the number one spot as best division in the league. And it's, you know, every single team, if the season ended right now, would all be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen. I think the um, the commanders probably fall off at some point, but still. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, it's strange, right? I mean, like there's the, the conference, not the conference specifically. I, know, I guess you could argue the conference is fairly weak too, right? It's not as outside of the Eagles and the Vikings, right? I think there's a pretty severe drop off and you got the Niners, uh, it's it's tough. I think Arizona is all the way. Arizona is not even in contention, right? It's just it's Seattle. I think has the sixth seed or the seventh seed right now. Well, Seattle's out. Oh, there they. Oh, right. The Commanders have their spot. Cowboys, Giants, Commanders right now. Yeah. Cowboys, yeah. Giants, and Commanders then, are the three wild card teams. We just and then like about. Atlanta's in the hunt. Technically, the Lions are still kind of in it, and Tampa. Okay. Yeah, Tampa's the division leader right now, though, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta, right. Okay, gotcha. So Seattle's offense, too, I think is is also really interesting, right? Because it's Shane Waldron is their offensive coordinator, previously with the Rams, and Austin Blythe is their center. And they got a ton of skill position players, right? So you could imagine that they're going to do a lot of the same things offensively that made Sean McVay and the Rams juggernaut over the past five or six years, right? You get Geno under center. You know, you get him in play action. You move him on the boot. You get him short completions. You get him in rhythm kind of like the Jared Goff mentality, right? Where it's like his his average target distance isn't going to be all that far, right? Because he still kind of somewhat has the mentality of a backup where you're trying not to make mistakes, but he also then does push the ball down the field when plays are, you know, have a chance to develop and the offensive line is able to hold the pass rush. So, I mean, I, I think that the offense is definitely moving in the right direction. Um, and it's specific to the fact that they have so many decent skill players on this, on this offense in general. So Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, you know, you got Goodwin and Disley and then Kenneth Walker, who, you know, is as good of a rookie running back as you can get in this day and age right now. So I think that the Geno Smith show outside of all of these other moving pieces is the most fascinating piece, Nick. And it's against the Raiders. He threw for 328 yards on 27 completions with a touchdown and a pick. He's right now leading the league in completion percentage. And if (laughs) this stat's so ridiculous, I just had to laugh. If the season ends today, he'd be number three all time in completion percentage for a quarterback in a single season. Drew Drew Brees one, Drew Brees two. I think it was like two thousand nine, and then two thousand eleven, and then Geno Smith twenty twenty two would be third all time in completion percentage. One thing I like about Seattle in this matchup is they ask Gino to throw the ball a lot and they give him like, they have a lot of trust in him. Like they, it's like, here, you have the keys, you know, you got DK Metcalf, like you got these guys, like take some shots downfield. And the key to beat the Rams is to just get to the end zone small and then just kind of punch it in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Aaron Donald, it's going to be a lot easier to punch it in, but tempting Ramsey this could be a chance with with most of the stars out 
for him to have like a huge game. So I think we're kind of, you know, I feel pretty solid about um, this offense versus our defense, especially because last week it felt like our defense kind of stepped it up. But yeah, I mean, they have a lot of creative and fun things on offense. They have like really like cool bootlegs and they get yeah. Gino kind of active and he can pick up a couple on his feet. Yeah. Um, and watching DK Metcalf is always, you know, kind of electric when, when you let him, I swear to God, Gino has been the best in finding the pockets of his receivers this season. Every time they're on red zone, the, like, it feels like they're in triple coverage. The ball goes through the hand of a defender and Gina or not, not, uh, DK like in stride catches yeah. the ball like a perfect throw. So that's going to run out. And I think this is, you know, I this is a game where, where it happens. I don't know if it does run out. I like last year with the Russell Wilson thing, there's a lot of talk about how Aaron Donald essentially ended the Seahawks dynasty with Russell Wilson in the head of it, right? Because that broken finger, essentially led to the birth of Geno Smith. And it was in that game. Do you remember Nick last year in the second half of that game? I think it was week four, week five of last year where Geno Smith like marched the, the Seahawks down the field on back-to-back drives and almost won the game for them. Yeah. That was on my like, birthday. I remember that very well. Yeah. So it must've been like week three or week four. Right. So there was a lot of, of controversy, right? Although a lot of people in the Seahawks building knew that Geno Smith was capable of running an offense at a professional level. You know, I just remember being like, oh, the game's over. Situations. Like, oh, game's done. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. like my bet has cashed. The Rams have won. We're moving on. And then Gino comes in. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that it's the right situation to just, you know, figure that he's going to make the game ending mistake. Our quarterback threw two interceptions with six minutes left and five minutes left in the last last game I watched with him. So I, I would still rather trust Gino Smith in this situation. I got one more insane Geno Smith stat for you. Ready for it? Mm-hmm. He's one game away from tying the longest streak of games with a 60 plus completion percentage and an 80 plus passer rating to start the season in the Super Bowl era. Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning are the only two to do it in 12 straight weeks in the Super Bowl era. Both of those guys went on to have MVP seasons. And right now, Nick, Geno Smith <laughs> is the leading vote getter in the NFC for what? quarterbacks. Really? For quarterbacks. Yep. How do you have that information? I uh, listen. I do my homework, trying to put on a good show for the people. I, <laughs> I over Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Which I totally disagree with that. I think Hurts should be the quarterback there too. You I, go Hurts Cousins or Hurts Smith Cousins. I'd go. You know, Goff and Cousins have the exact same touchdown to interception uh, rates this year. I that wouldn't means- be surprised if they had the same mother, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> They're very similar quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe that's why he's been thriving under Kevin O'Connell. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that, I guess the Gino thing makes sense when you realize that more than anything else, the MVP race is a, it's a story. It's a narrative. It's a fun thing to push. True. Um, he's not going to win it though. Cause I, you, you look at the remaining schedule and they have San Francisco again and they have some other matchups. I mean, I personally, I think this Rams matchup isn't going to be as easy no. as they think it is. I think we're going to be able to put up a lot more points now that we got Perkins kind of a little more comfortable. Um, but yeah, he's not going to win MVP. He, the stats you have shown me today 
have made me feel less comfortable going into Sunday, but I still, <laughs> I still feel like the Rams can sneak one out. They're still coming off of a really weird stretch. And um, the Raiders outside of, I think it was maybe one touchdown or two touchdowns that, that Kenneth Walker had scored in this game. Um, he really was limited, right? He only had 1.7 yards per carry. Uh, he's having a really great rookie season. He was tackled in the backfield or went backwards on 43% of his carries against the Raiders. And the league average is only closer to 17.4%. So it's kind of like the opposite of the Marshall Falk mentality where he used to talk about getting back to the line of scrimmage at the very least. Like if a play is completely broken down, instead of taking a two or three yard loss to get yourself in a worse down and distance, you get back to the line of scrimmage, try to get one or two to keep your offense in a better position. Uh, Kenneth Walker, who I invested a lot in, in fantasy, made a big trade week seven. <laughs> and it's... Uh, and I, I pull these stats and I'm like, you know, this would only happen to me in a, in a fantasy world. But um, another thing that goes against their offense, too, there's obviously Kenneth Walker, who's a big piece of their offense. If you you can't be one dimensional, you get Gina to be one dimensional. And this right here is what happens on the six failed third down attempts. Seattle had at least five yards to gain. Right. So when you can't run the ball, you have at least five yards to gain in those situations. You're in a, a third and long. And I think they only went three of nine in third downs in this game against the Raiders. So in other words, if they have trouble throwing and catching in situations where the defense know defense knows that they're going to be going to lock it or they're going to be going to Metcalf or Disley in a third and long situation, if they're studying and doing their homework, you're right, Nick. It should lead to a, a big game by Jalen Ramsey. It should lead to a big game by Bobby Wagner, potentially. And um, yeah, I think there's some... There's some things offensively where the Seahawks, like specifically to their offensive line, they're not tough up front. I think it's going to kind of offset because we're missing so many players on our defensive line. And then if they have trouble running the ball, the game is relying on Geno Smith. So there's a couple of things that I, I think that they there are weaknesses that you can kind of harp on. I think they're going to I think the Rams are going to say, make Geno Smith beat us. And lo and yeah. behold, he might. Um, but still, <laughs> I like. I like to think. When Aaron Donald goes down, people on the defensive line can say, okay, let's play for him. Let's mm -hmm. pick up his slack. Like, you know, I mean, it, it also – it's going to make the job harder for every single one of them because now nobody needs to be double teamed. So – Yeah, it, it's true. It I is mean, you talk about having no pass rush. Yeah. I mean, that's really what you're, you're – it's bottles down to this is just the season from hell really because you have all these great players and they just keep going down. So it's, it's certainly a, it's certainly a season from hell. Um, but I would say like too, like if you're trying to turn the corner, say the last Super Bowl you appeared in was 2015 and you have Russell Wilson in Denver and you're a Seahawks fan, right? I mean, the Legion of boom felt like it was a really long time ago and they're trying to make do replacing Bobby Wagner with guys like Brooks and Barton and, and Neil and Diggs on the back end. They got a corner named Michael Jackson, and they have a slot corner named Kobe Bryant. Not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. So this is not the Legion of Boom. <laughs> These are the kids that were named after some of the greatest people of our lifetime. <laughs> that's, that's what this defense is. That is so, crazy. So odd. I tell you, and I tell you, it's odd. It is odd. Yeah. Um, they were so out of rhythm, Nick, when I watched that game back against the Raiders because Josh McDaniel actually called a really good mix of straight dropbacks and play action and had a legitimate commitment to the run game. It's it's not that that difficult of a concept. And with Bryce Perkins, you could very easily 
open up another level, another dimension of this run game, this this run concept that you've been trying to establish over the past couple of years that you maybe you unlock it. You know, maybe you learn something new about your offense in the next couple of weeks. And one of the opportunities is upcoming this Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I am not going to go into this and pretend that our running game is going to magically like appear. appear. Yeah. yeah. That being said, you, you, you look at what they have on defense, which we're going to get into, and you see a trajectory of a potential victory in division at home, which I don't even know if that means anything anymore, being at home. But still. I think it's in Seattle. Is it in Seattle or is it in so No, far? it's here. It's here. Oh, it is. I thought it was in Seattle. No, it's here. What do I know? I think it's actually snowing in Seattle. So good that they're able to get out of that and come to California. Is it really? I think so. I think that's what I heard. Hmm. Yeah. You know, us New Jersey people, people are always familiar with Seattle weather. That's just one of our things. Yeah, it's raining probably. Yeah, probably. Um, Yeah, the Seahawks defense is interesting. They currently rank 30th in yards allowed per game uh, and 28th in points allowed per game. So your opportunity to score. I mean, we should set, Nick, I think we should set an over-under of points that would be our expectation. Like if they if they fall under this amount of points and we could be disappointed if they go over this point total on offense, then we should say it suffices for what this team is. Like our team? Yeah, for the Rams. You said it. 20. Like 14, 17. 20. 20? Yeah, because so if, we, if like, we go below 20, then we're disappointed. If you realistically want to try to beat Seattle, you, I they put up a good amount of points. Mm-hmm. So so 20, I think, is fair. Okay. So if they go 20, if they score three touchdowns, I don't know about you, but I mean, this is the place that we've gotten ourselves to. I'm extremely happy with this offense. Yeah. They put up, if they go Kyron Williams touchdown, we go Tutu Atwell touchdown and a Lance McCutcheon touchdown. I mean, we should all be Van Jefferson. Happy. Well, yeah, Van Jefferson. Obviously. Lance McCutcheon. <laughs> well, come on. I, that's what I'm, I'm trying to build up the, uh, the, the younger guys. I want to, I want to try to get something out of them over Where's the next Skoranek? six weeks. Skoranek is already an established stud. <laughs> He's already a lock. He's the iconic. He does everything that you ask him to do. Yeah. And he has a touchdown. He does. And he has a touchdown. That's right. I think it was uh, when I called him for the uh, lock of the week. Yeah. Second time. You, yeah. You, second time. You doubled down. Yeah. They, this team, though, realistically, hopefully Skoranek scores. I want to see more Skoranek in this offense, quite frankly. But um, and maybe that's just me, but it's me. Perkins to, to Skoranek is just. Stafford. I mean, it's the same thing. Sixteen to eighteen, right? It's just like Goff and Cup in the the old oh, days. God, remind me of that? that Minnesota Thursday game. Yeah, we're bringing it way back. Sixteen to eighteen, all over again. Right, he, um, Perkins is sixteen. How did I not even realize that? That's why you got me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do my homework. <laughs> That's why you got me. Uh, hasn't they've had a, haven't had a good defense in four years, in my opinion. I mean, really since the Legion of Boom yeah. all broke up and the Beatles broke up. You know, the, the Seahawks haven't been quite as good. But credit to Pete Carroll, who just seems to stick through it every single year, despite who the hell he has on his team. Unfortunately. Uh, he's always been really good with 
big time skill players. Like he's great at managing DK Metcalf. It was great at managing Reggie Bush and Matt Liner back in the day and Lendale White. Like I just, uh, you know, as much as I don't want to like him, I, I do like him. It's just, it's interesting to watch him and John Schneider rebuild this team and see what their apparent vision is on how to make a good defense because obviously times have changed, right? You don't have Richard Sherman. You don't have Cam Chancellor. You don't have these like juggernauts on the back end that are just going to kill you. Um, so it's it's a different defensive philosophy. And then also like players like Uchenna Nuwasu, like he's a player who's been relevant as a free agent signing for them this entire year as an edge rusher, but he's gone really quiet. Like Nuwasu, I think he only has two pressures over his last two games. He's usually their leading pass rusher. But like if he can't set the tone, like it's going to be, and it's, I don't know who's even starting at, at left tackle. Is it going to be AJ Akuri again? unless Ty Naseki can come back and play, right? So, yeah. you know, you're going against a fourth-string left tackle, maybe a third-string left tackle. He should be able to get his. And then there's guys like uh, Boy Maffey and Daryl Taylor. They should be able to get some reps on the defensive line if it's more of a lopsided score. But anything that's like, you know, you're going to want to see some of like Seattle's, if you're a Seahawks fan, you're going to want to see some of those young pass rushers be able to get to Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins is probably going to escape it, but you could think – you know, that's probably a good sign for the future of this team. I think I saw a stat where Seattle's uh, entire rookie class has played the most snaps out of any rookie class in the entire league right now. Yeah. So, you know, really good job by them to draft players. And it seems like they have enough to maybe get into the playoffs. But if, you know, the Rams can knock them off here, it'll certainly set them back. Yeah. And you're right about Pete Carroll. You got to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Maybe because I I was a big hater, even though he's a, he's also a USC guy. Um, I I think it I think after they won the Super Bowl, a lot of my hate dissipated. You know, because there was so much tension after the 2018 season that just kept creeping into every other season. And yeah, I felt they, the same way. And now that they finally like relieved that that pain, like I'm I'm sitting here rooting for Seattle to make it into the playoffs right now. Um, but, you know, I still want to beat them. But what Pete has done with these young core players is what I wanted to see from McVay after all of our guys start to go down. And yeah, yeah. which is why it's so respect respectable that at like 70, Pete Carroll's out here not worrying about TV deals or caring about like what's next. He wants oh, to by the way, he would, be, he would be awesome in all of that. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 He would be so great. I mean, he's a lively spry guy. It would be um, awesome. Yeah. He would be so good. And I, my hate for him would completely dissipate when he's no longer the Seattle head coach, but well, like, I, I feel like there's just a real Hollywood hangover that is crept up on Sean McVay more than anybody else on the team. Uh, and I just don't think, He's really given it his all. And then cut to Pete Carroll, who's completely changing everything he knows and bringing in a backup quarterback and is being feisty and beating big teams and playing important games in December. And you got to give him credit. I mean, who's the better all-time NFL head coach at this point? Is it Sean McVay or is it Pete Carroll? Because It's obviously Pete Carroll. I mean, Pete Carroll went to two straight Super Bowls, and then after he lost his second Super Bowl, he won one, lost another. And then after that, he has coached the last seven, eight years straight through, no mentioning of a burnout, no mentioning of a TV deal, no mentioning of a run-it-back and all this bullshit. Like, it seems like it's just strictly business there, and obviously they're – 
they're as much in the spotlight as we are. You know, I, I can't even say that the, the Rams have owned the spotlight more so than the Seahawks over the past decade because the Seahawks have gotten a lot of good press and a lot of good media coverage, and rightfully so. But yeah. he's done a really good job of drafting. And then there's some core players like a Shelby Harris and uh, DK Metcalf and a Quandre Diggs. And you, you're just trying to build around all of these players, and they're doing a good job. So, I mean, you can't hate on and then look at the resume of Russell Wilson and Jarek Goff after leaving those head coaches, right? Like Russell Wilson has completely depleted. I mean, maybe yeah. give him another year in Denver with a different head coach. I think he'll probably bounce back. And then now Jarek Goff is like actually doing really well on Detroit. I mean, it's their defense that's blowing these games. Their offense is having no problem putting up points. He's yeah. going to have his best statistical year since 2018. So, you know – and Pete is a guy that never gave up on Russ as much as he probably wanted to when he saw how limited he was becoming, and he stuck yeah. with him. I mean, maybe he should have dealt him away a little earlier, but still. Um, he favorited Russ over all of those other guys. Yeah, he did. All of them. Yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean, imagine how tough it is to be a Seahawks fan. You lose Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson in the same offseason. Yeah, it's just weird because it's almost like we, like, we freaky Friday with Seattle fans because – they went into the year thinking that they have nothing to look forward to. And it's like, Oh, it's rebuild. And all of a sudden they're in the, you know, sneakily in the playoffs. And we went in yeah. thinking, Oh, we're going to be in the playoffs at least. And we're not fighting for anything now outside of just like spoiler games, which I'm fine for. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to watch every game. And we accomplished the mission last season, but still it is a little annoying. Hey, I'm on record saying I thought the Seahawks were going to be the worst team of football this year. I think both of us were on that record. That's a, Bad record to be on. Yeah. Freezing, freezing cold. I was going to say freezing hot take. Freezing cold take. All right. I'm ready for next picks. Are you? Oh, very much so. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I have uh, a like and subscribe video real fast. Oh, all right. I got that. Hold on. Give me one second. Yeah. Hold on. Boom. If you've made it this far, make sure to like and subscribe to the Rams Brothers. We'll be putting out a ton of content. We're going to be doing episodes twice a week, next picks, shorts, uh, YouTube reels, everything, whatever. I'm confusing the terminology, but everything. It's all coming at you. Hopefully upgrading everything in the near future. Subscribing is a great way to support us, um, more so probably than anything else. Twitter and subscribing on here and liking and sharing. So appreciate it, uh, all of it, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, we love you guys. We yeah. don't say it enough. Hold on. I have something special for you guys. Oh, my God. Hold on. It's almost ready. What is it? Nothing that crazy, but just an appreciation here at the bottom. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you're watching, if you're not watching, Dean wrote, we love you guys. And it showed up on the screen. Uh, we don't really, but yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. We do. We do. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. We do. Next picks. Next picks. I'm ready for them. Welcome. To the best gambling advice you'll ever hear, Nick's Picks. Every year we have at least one perfect week, and when you look at that, 4-0 last week, 3-0 in Thanksgiving games, and then boom, primetime Steelers easily take care of the Colts undefeated. I'm happy. Thank you. I'm happy to feed all of your families this Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, Can't help but feel good about that one, Dean. We have a good theme song this week. Nobody got fired. It's not Christmas themed yet, but those are coming. Don't worry. Uh, Dean, 
why don't you pour a little sweet nectar into the ears of our listeners? Okay. Producer? Start yeah. it up. Now. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Miley Cyrus? The casino's out oh. front. Oh. These locks we are gonna fade. Being Nikki can be kind of fun. Yeah, cause I'm the one who wins all his bets. Who would have thought that a guy like me would struggle with a gambling addiction? You get the best of both bets. Just fade these locks, then run with Nick Picks. You get the best of both bets. Can't Made believe it. I agreed to make a new theme song each week. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> oh, you got me again. This is a funny day. I have to say, though. I don't know how much time you put into that, but it is respectable every single week. I, I give you a lot of credit. It is not easy to write a song, <laughs> let alone record it and have it prepared for a podcast every single week. But if you know Nick and you go back to his discography, you'll mm. see that he's created a few EPs with a mm. lot of great instrumental. So yes. that's just who he is. Yeah. Just Before introducing my old- Nick. I'm sorry. Before my old playing days. Yep. Yep. And now you're your next picks. You're a professional gambler. Yeah, you know, I tried to I tried to get featured on the Eagles Christmas album. Um, I said I have a six oh nine area code and they said, Nick, you're better than this. And I said, I've You're seen, right. I said, you're I've right. seen uh I I mean, how good is my Lotta in that video? Oh, I mean that I, 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 dude, kills it. Absolutely. The whole thing that, that they're doing, I, I can see why other people can hate on it, but that is amazing. Seems uh, completely unhateable to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm like, oh, that's all dumb. What Still focus kinda, on playing? Yeah, if, if, it was, if it was the uh, the 49ers, I would hate it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have no personality on that team anyway. <laughs> but anyway, let's start off. Dean, give us your tasty lock of the week that we're going to pay. Oh, or yeah, we're going to fade it, whatever it is. But if I go Lions, if I go like Lions to win money line or Lions to cover the spread, you're not going to fade shit. So keep that in mind. Um, No, I'm not going to go Rams. I like the Rams to cover. I do like Rams to cover. Um, You know what? I'm going to go Giants. Okay. I I want Giants money line. Okay. Dean's locks are now officially a part of Nick's picks because they're in my picks. Oh, no. Should Should I change it? No, 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 I like it. I like it. That's uh, all right, up. I was looking at the slate, and I think that the Giants are due. Yeah, I think. All right, yeah. Don't steal my 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 formula yet. Um, but all right, Nick's picks coming at ya. Uh, Going to start with the pesky Lions. Lions at Jags. Uh, so right now it sits as a pick'em. Over under sits at fifty-one and a half. Two weeks in a row, and the Lions over tease has hit for us, and not only has it hit. But it's been a pretty much a no sweat the whole time. I'm debating just having two lines picks, one of them being the pick on money line and the other being the tease. And you know what? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Three weeks in a row. My total points bets usually are one of 
It's insane. Lions and Jags, Nick's likes. Um, my total points bets usually are my sour spot. So besides giving you like a over under, I'm just going to let it ride with Detroit. Uh, they're fun. Uh, they play great. Goff has been playing really well. No turnovers in four games. And their defense is actually making turnovers. I can't believe that. Lions again. I keep showing up the little graphics. Um, Jags, on the other hand, I don't think are a really good team. They came back on a Ravens team that everybody likes uh, to beat in the fourth quarter. Both of these teams have good projected futures, but ultimately today I think the Lions are better. Vegas thinks so too. That's why the game is a picket on a neutral field. The Lions would be favored, but who cares if they are away? We'd like them to win outright. 31-21, Lions W. <laughs> it's the Lions again. The Lions no, again. They, they would be uh they would be 12 and 0 this week, right? If it were up to your betting. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I don't bet on them every week. I, I, I still like I'd like I'd like them to win the game again. I know. I that's it's too. a weird thing. I like them to win the game. Definitely. So. They're just they're fun and they're very, very easy to root for. And then going on to Seahawks at Rams, I feel like a little bit of balance has been restored in, in the universe in a way. The Rams are once again seven-point underdogs to Seattle at home. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's freaking, you know, St. Louis all over again. Maybe I put this curse on the Rams for wearing my St. Louis Steven Jackson jersey all throughout the playoff run last year. I don't care. Still worth it. As far as the Rams team and this Seahawks team, something's got to give. And no, I'm not talking about the classic – Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson rom-com. I mean, both of these teams are just kind of too weird, and they're both sitting in weird spots. Let's not forget this is a divisional game, and the Rams love to torture the Seahawks. I love the Rams here in this spot. Even with the preseason team, I think McVay is going to try and spoil the Seahawks' playoff hopes even further. They shouldn't be there in the first place, and they their defense is just straight lacking. For some reason, I think they're going to give it their all. Our Rams are going to give it their yeah. all. Yeah, they're going to try and play spoiler for the rest of the year. Um, and they're going to fight harder in this game with a lot of crucial players down. I like Rams plus seven. I think they have a chance to trap the Hawks here. But either way, I'm going to take seven. 21-19, the Rams fall just under our projected 20 points. Seahawks win, but we're happy because all we bet on is a little cover. I agree with I mean, that. I, I, I like them to cover. We set our over under and of points for the offense that we would be happy with, or we would be, you know, b- below our expectations. I think that I think we did enough. I think if they cover in this game, then it's not, you know, it's not a blowout. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I like. I'm okay when they don't win anymore. I like. I'm gonna At watch the game. Yeah. yeah, like I'm as long like giving myself something to root for even more than than a w um right right once they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yeah somebody on youtube commented on our uh, la- latest video and he goes rams brothers dot 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 here's what's going to happen rams are going to win out other <laughs> yes. teams are going to start losing and we're going to and we're going to um we're going to make it in the playoffs nine i gave eight. it a i gave it a heart yeah, I love that mentality. I wish I had that optimism. I yeah, don't. no, no, not you can't. I mean, you can't have that optimism because your expectations are going to, your feelings are going to get hurt. Yeah, not with this 28-year-old brain. No, yeah, you're way far too wise these days, I'd say. I know, I know. Clearly, my locks are great. Uh, commanders at Giants. This commander's hot streak 
It's got to come to an end. I'm sick of seeing Taylor Heineke post his freaking sneakers on Instagram. Dean, you're typing something up. You're going to show it on screen? Commander. Maybe. Commanders at Giants. Uh, who better to stop the Commanders than an old New York divisional dog? This year, divisional dogs are performing insanely well. I think it was like 24 to 9 when they're underdogs uh, in division. Or No, no not even in, in division, just home dogs are doing great, um, which is why both of my picks were kind of divisional dogs. New York has been folding recently, and this is the perfect spot to pick them back up. Let's go down the list and just see who's better. QB, I'm going to lean New York. Running back, 100% leaning New York. Coach, inconclusive. Defense? New York. York. Yeah, you think so? Over Rivera? Rivera went to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I mean, around Rivera, I guess, legacy-wise, great defenses with the Panthers. They were 15-1 right that one year. Yeah, right now it's, it's stable, and I think the yeah. Giants have the better team. But yeah. I, maybe I'm wrong. And then defense, I'm also going to lean New York. I like this matchup of two scrappy, scrappy-do teams. I'm going to run with the White Vic uh, over backup extraordinaire Heineke. 17-19, Giants pulled out. We're just going to go money line. They're plus two and a half right now. I don't care. I'm going to take a money line. Also, they play the Commanders again next week, which is crazy. They Back-to-back games against the Commanders. Is there a bye in between them? Maybe. Maybe there's a bye. Um, but whoever wins this game, I'm going to take the other team next time they play because I, like I feel like yeah. they're going to split. That's, um, what, that's what these kind of teams do, 7-4, and 7-5, and five, you know, in that yeah. range. You split mm-hmm. a lot of games. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Giants now. I think they're better. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go money line and running it back. Lions money line, lines plus six and over forty-four and a half tees. I love that. I love these lions teases that we're doing. Rams plus seven, Giants money line. And my quick pick, it's so easy. It's so easy to make this bet. Screw San Fran. We're gonna run with the beautiful Tua. I love Tua. I was the only one who ever loved him back in the day. Dean remembers. I didn't. I remember, but I didn't um, love him. Oh, I was going to say, I, I, in our group chat, I was like, I'm a big Tua guy. I love Tua. I love that for Miami. And everyone was like, you're an idiot. I didn't think he had the arm. Yeah. But well, the coach, coach is resurrecting that career. The coach. Coach is like his best friend. The arm, or not the arm, the coach, Waddle, and Hill. Yeah. Because I'll, if you watch the games, a lot of times those receivers fall back. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I know. But, but honestly, this is something I saw that I used to see that a lot with Kurt Warner. Yeah. Often, yeah. The rec- when the receivers have that much speed and yeah. plays develop down the field that quickly, like, yeah, you're going to under, you're going to make some underthrows. Yeah. Yeah. I just so, don't think he has the, the arm strength of even, you know, players that we've watched in recent Rams history. You think he's got better arm strength, strength than Jarrett or no. Sam Mm, on par with Sam. Yeah, that 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 sounds right. Although Sam had a sneaky good arm, but Tua yeah. can too. It's like he just has to. It's almost like he has to get the spiral just right, or the wind has to be blowing in the right direction, or something. Although Bradford to Brandon Gibson or Demario Alexander down the sideline, Bradford could air it out a little bit. Yeah, Demario Alexander. Ugh. There were names that I don't even want to remember. But I know, we do. but we do. Guys, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. Make sure to get in on Nick's picks. 
Um, make sure to like and subscribe. Like Nick said, a subscription is the most important thing to us. If you could subscribe and hang along with us, that would be awesome. Otherwise, follow us on social. And uh, we will be here along with the ride. Hopefully on Monday, we don't have to do another hashtag Monday pain. And we yeah, that would be nice. nice. I, I mean, Monday fun. Yeah, some some Monday fun day, hopefully. If they win, if they win we'll do Monday fun day. Hopefully it's not just another Manic Monday. If they could be another Manic Monday. But how about this? If they win on Monday night when we do the podcast, we both have a beer. And a giveaway. And a giveaway. Deal. God, we've fallen so deep into the crevices of hell. We, have, <laughs> we haven't done a victory shot in so long. I know. Yeah, it's been almost two months. I know. Pathetic. Pathetic. All right, guys. We love you. Peace Horns out. Up. Go Rams. Fight on. Go Rams. Fight on. Nick and Pete, both fight on. <laughs> Did you know I was going to say that? I mean, I had it prepared for when we were going through your picks. Uh, all right, guys. Peace. Go Rams. Peace.